impacts them every day. I think we're going to do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Man Podcast. And as always, I first want to thank you for your time, and I promise not to take it for granted. If you're a fan of the podcast, please do us the favor by sharing this with a friend. Leave us a rating and hit that subscribe button so we can keep delivering this amazing value while we're on a mission of connecting men in pursuit of their potential. We do that by embracing discomfort, cultivating community, and putting wind in each other's sails. And I'm excited because we're getting a double dose of wind today, guys. We have Brian Strahine and EJ Chambers joining us on the podcast with an amazing testimony, amazing story. Fellas, thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, man. It's an honor. I'm grateful. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And I'm going to first, as always, make sure I give the floor to you guys to introduce yourselves to the audience so the audience can get associated with uh, who you are, some of your story and the work that you do, uh, the men's work that you do in the community, which is nothing short of amazing. I appreciate the work that you guys are doing. So please take the floor and, and introduce yourselves to the audience. Well, thanks again for having us. I'm, I'm really honored to speak uh, and share my message and the message that I share with my brother, EJ. My name is Brian Strahine. I serve the Charlotte community as a men's liberation coach, as a yoga and primal movement teacher and a breathwork facilitator. And I'm really excited to partner with EJ, who is another uh, yoga teacher and breathwork facilitator in town to bring to Charlotte men's sacred liberation, which will start in January. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, and the core basis of that, which is really the, the mission of my life is to build community with other men and to create space for all of us to connect face to face, because in this day, there's been so much that has distracted us. Um, technologically and we have a lot of ways to connect but it's not in person and i really feel a call to bring men together in person and to do the work of building community together and really connect in a more intimate and um, connected way yeah well, I'm EJ, EJ Chambers. My name is, my first name is Edward, but I go by EJ because I'm a junior, you know, it fits. So EJ, um, and once again, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for being on this. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Brian, for being along with me on this uh, journey that we call life. Um, I teach yoga. I teach breath work, meditation, mindfulness, and I also do energy work. Some people know that formally is Reiki, but everything in the universe is the foundation is energy. Everything has atoms in it. Like that table, you have, it has a molecular structure. Everything in the universe goes off of frequencies and vibrations. You know what I'm saying? So this journey of life has brought me to a place where, like where I'm at right now, I'm going through experiences. I'm on a podcast with Ted Faye and I never thought even something like this would happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a beautiful thing because I've gotten to this place in my life because I've learned to unapologetically be me and learn not to judge myself and not care what others are going to think of me if I do this, if I do something a little different, if I really express how I'm really feeling on this podcast or if I express how I'm really feeling to my to my lover or to my brother or to my mom or to my dad, to my sister, because that's how we figure it out. That's how we learn. You have to be able to 
uh, vent, what some people call it, but I call it discernment or filtering what you need to channel correctly with your thoughts, your actions, your your disciplines, your habits, all of these things. And I came to realize that yoga, that's what yoga is. Yoga is a whole lifestyle within itself. It's not just about, and I'm, this is a podcast for men, so I'm talking to the men. Yoga is not just doing some poses or stretching or, or having a bunch of females in a studio with yoga pants on so yoga is literally learning how to connect to your true self, connect to your heart, drown out all them different thoughts and voices in your head. So you can really live your life in true peace and happiness. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I'm interested to know how both of your journeys began because I remember when my wife took me to a hot yoga class, she was going every Friday, her and her girlfriend. And I was like, I should come with you one day. She's like, Oh yeah, that'd be funny. I went, had a great time. Then I was like, let's go again. And she was shocked that I enjoyed it. And I'm not going to lie. I was as well. Right. I mean, first I was going for that, that cold lavender towel at the end, but then there was just something about the movement. You know, there was something about, um, when I started doing it and the stretches and the breathing with the, with the flow that really connected me to the practice. And as I've gotten kind of more in touch with the meditation, as I've gotten more in touch with yoga and I, Brian knows as I started doing more breath work, I'm learning something about myself. And to be honest, if you would have talked, if you would have spoken to Ted from five years ago, I would have said, miss me with that, bro. I miss me with that. And that, that, cause I'm thinking I'm a masculine man, like the breath work, meditation, mindfulness, like this, this is not it for me, but I've seen the trickle of my life improve as I've introduced these things still haven't fully done the cold water therapy, which we could talk about that too. But how did your journeys begin? Because I know Brian, you talk about the relationship with your father. Um, EJ, you talk about addictions in the past. So clearly for a lot of guys listening, we have demons in our past that we're probably trying to run away from, but we're tired of running, man. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what men's sacred liberation is about is instead of running away from any scars or wounds or traumas you've experienced. It's about coming together in community and through the practice of yoga, experiencing what it's like to be fully embodied. Yeah. And when you're fully embodied, there is absolutely the potential for these wounds or traumas to come up. And it's our responsibility that I believe EJ and I have because of what we've learned in the practice to hold space and create a container for not only ourselves, but other men to come together to learn about these practices. And we, we speak to those in, in our um, experience in January to un unlock the seven areas of life through this practice that will liberate them. And, you know, it's been such a gift for me. I'll speak for myself. Um, growing up as, a, as an athlete, I played college football um, <clears throat> and was certainly afforded opportunities to to move in my body. A lot of them were quite physically destructive. You hit, you hit yourself pretty hard in football. Um, 
But what I didn't learn is how to connect to my soul in those practices. And through the embodiment work we do now, we help men to connect to their soul, which is where their truth is. It's in their heart, their heart space. And so these practices are able to connect men to that because I know for myself, I wasn't taught how to do that. I wasn't taught how to connect to my soul. I was outward thinking. It was all about going after something that was outside of me, a job, a partner, um, physical things that I can own and not really investing in my own self, my soul. Mm. Well, <clears throat> just to give a little run around and how I got into yoga, teaching yoga. So growing up, I didn't have the worst upbringing. I didn't have the best. I had both parents in my life, mom and dad. They were both loving. They got divorced. They split up when I was about 10. They got officially divorced when I was about 15 or 14. So I had a, a real uh, tragic life encounter when I was eight years old. I was being a kid um, in the neighborhood, being a little bad kid, throwing rocks at houses. We ended up breaking one of the glasses and a man came outside and started shooting at us. Long story short, he uh, tackled me down on the rock path. It scraped the rock, scraped all my forehead off. I was in the hospital, had to get plastic surgery, all this stuff. And so around 12 years old, I started smoking weed. And now that I'm getting older and realizing things, learning things about myself, I'm going back to reflect. And I started doing these drugs at such a, a young age to deal with this trauma because I was so young. I didn't know how to tell my parents how I was feeling. I'm having nightmares. I didn't know how to express that and just going through all these different things. And so around 14, I started uh, taking like Xanax and Percocet, sipping a promethazine lean that the rappers call it. And so from about 15 to all the way up to 19, 20 years old, I was pretty much addicted to weed pills and cough syrup and people like to say oh weed isn't a an, an addictive thing but i'll be the first to admit like it is because if you can go through a whole day and at the end of your day you're like damn i need a blunt you're addicted to that because <laughs> you're saying you need it to you, you get what i'm saying so yeah. and that's a, and that's the thing about that's what men's sacred liberation about also getting out of these destructive habits porn jacking off like all of this stuff Listening to bad music, all the rap music is cuss, bitch, fuck all this. And so one day I was in a hotel room. I was real down bad. I wasn't staying with my mom or anything like that. I was in a motel room, just got off work and I got out the shower and I walked past the mirror and the mirror just, just called me. And I turned around and I locked eyes with myself, my true soul in the mirror. And uh, that inner voice, you, everybody has that one inner voice that they know when that voice talk to them, they need to listen. Yo, that gives you that gut instinct, the butterflies in your stomach. That's the, the source. That's your true soul inside of you. And so it's that voice said, I said to myself, something's got to change, bro. This ain't it. And so I sat right there in the motel room, shut all the lights off, and I just sat on the bed, crisscross applesauce, and just sat there. I was meditating. Didn't know what meditation was. Didn't know what breath work was. But the first thing, as soon as I closed my eyes, that inner voice said, follow your breath. 
And that's how I became a yoga teacher and a breath work teacher and a meditation teacher, an energy worker, all just by sitting with myself, facing those thoughts and breathing, connecting to my breath, because your breath is your lifeline. If you weren't breathing, you wouldn't be living. And that's why breath work is so important. Yeah, man. And I'm learning that too, going through my breath work, having the reflection of how much I underestimated my body. Right. And I don't think I've really ever spoke this on the podcast about, you know, my, my imposter syndrome, you know, or, or some of the, the self doubt that I fight on a daily basis. And for those that listen, they might think, okay, man, this dude's on TV. Like, dude, even this morning was a, was a, a self battle of talking myself out of that self doubt. I spent the first, I do a six hour show. I, I spent the first hour and a half convincing myself that I belong on this show. And it doesn't go away. I've gotten a lot better at it. But when I did my breath work, it was a reflection of like, man, Ted, you know how powerful you are. You know what you're capable of. You know what you've been through, you know, with you withstood in life. So to be afraid of something as simple as maybe a camera, to be afraid of something as simple as something you've studied in school and then to doubt yourself, you know, it's almost laughable because you've done the work. But here's the crazy thing. Here I am leading into the breath work, the meditation. I've been working on myself for a number of years and I still have those self-doubts, right? So the moment when we realize there needs to be something that changes, the moment when we realize, like EJ, you say, okay, this ain't it. Or, or, or Brian, when you're like, okay, I got to stop worrying about the body, start feeding my soul. The amazing thing about the journey is once you realize that you, you're still where you are, and you still have a journey to go. You still have a destination that you have to go towards. Uh, Brian, EJ, what has that destination been like for you guys in the process? And, and how has that gotten to you, to you, to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, the destination is, um, is that I'm, I'm a constant work in progress of learning how to be more in the moment. I find that every day I learn more and more how I can be more present, which is what this, this practice and what we're talking about is really rooted in is mindful presence. It's being present in the moment and being aware of this self-defeating chatter that I have experienced as well, Ted, I think we've all experienced it. And to realize that we are not those thoughts, I am not those thoughts, and they're not going to go away. I can definitely, in my relationship with them, take more control of my own life. And through the work that I've been experiencing, not only by myself, but with other men, there's great power in liberating ourselves. I love using that word, liberating ourselves from these self-defeating thoughts and coming together in community because the great power, and I say this all the time, and I think this is being said more and more, the medicine is in the brotherhood. It's in the work with each other, because I know for myself, I was taught to get out there and to make it and to achieve and to be the best and to push myself beyond anyone else. When in reality, it's the community that I have missed so much in my adult life. And I realized since leaving college and not playing football anymore, I've missed that, that tribal environment. I've missed that camaraderie. I've missed that connection. 
And I look back over the last 20 years, I've had, you know, severe encounters with mental illness. I have had my own experiences with drugs and alcohol and addiction. And um, I used to just the term numb, numbing out to avoid a lot of the pain that came from thoughts that I was having and experiences I was having. And I've experienced the most freedom when I've been able to connect with other men deeply. Yeah. EJ. Okay. So, you know, you really struck a nerve in me when you said something about the, the, the football in high school and college, man, mm-hmm. the community we, after right about high school, I, I lost that community, you know what I'm saying? Especially with, with brothers, with men, you know, I used to play basketball, I used to play AAU as well. So almost every weekend, I'm seeing the same dudes, we laughing, playing basketball together, eating, sleeping in hotel rooms, and then I'm going to high school, I'm with the same dudes practicing every day in the locker room laughing. And then it's like, after high school, all that, it just vanished. And, and the real world hit me, and I'm like, okay, I gotta work. I need to make this money. Nah, 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 nah. Started doing some, started working and doing other things to make money. You know what I'm saying? And just going through life, and through time, I started to disconnect. I mess up my relationship with myself, with my family, with my, with the very few friends I had at that time, yeah. and. They would be like, EJ, you're, you're going down the wrong path. You're doing this and this. You, you need to bring yourself together. And I pretty much be like, screw y'all. Like, this is me. This is me. I, like, this is what I'm doing. And it didn't affect me at first. But then after a while, that community factor started to set in. Nope. I was always alone at night during the day. I'd be at work. But when I'm at night, I'm always alone. I, I can't talk to nobody about these thoughts I'm having. So I got to take these drugs to deal with it. And it hit me like, damn, bro. Like the, the the disconnect from the community, it started to make me angry. So then I was like, what can, what is it? What is it? And it wasn't anything that anybody was doing. It wasn't these drugs. It wasn't my, my family. It wasn't my job. It was me, the, 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 the soul in my heart, the true me. It wasn't happy. I wasn't connected to my true self. I didn't have nobody to help me connect to my true self. And what this this destination for me is about internal peace. Because if you're happy in here, if, if you if you can look me in my eye and be focused, but be aware of the world around you, you're in here right now. You're, none of this can affect you. We're in this moment right now. And 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 that's my my whole purpose in 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 a yoga thing. In yoga is something called a dharma. What what is your purpose? What is your intention with your life? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm. And I'm doing this to have internal peace with me, and also help others learn how to find internal peace for themselves. And that's my destination for this journey: is to have internal peace in this world, not external, internal. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna lie, fellas. I'm, I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about community and both of your experiences I can relate to as well. And I've realized I've always chased community. And it's been so important because I played football in high school. When I graduated college, it didn't take me long to join a fraternity and have that brotherhood, right? And after that, I was also on the volleyball team in college. When I left school, 
Um, I had a whole bunch of friends. We'd go out to the bars and we'd party, have a great time. Then I moved away from home, met a group of guys ASAP, got, got in touch with them. And then making it to Greenville, South Carolina, now in Charlotte, you know, I started cultivating a group and I look at the history of the communities that I've had and they've matured over the times. And, and what's crazy is you guys mentioned, you know, AAU basketball, football. Um, I mentioned the fraternity and what I'm looking at in hindsight with some of these communities, me speaking of the fraternity in general was boys leading boys was I was looking for a community so bad. Sometimes the community I was in wasn't serving me. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I was in the wrong community because we were talking about the wrong things. We were chasing the wrong things, right? Sure. I had my community and my fraternity, but it was guys coming together. We had meetings every week. We'd sit down and literally talk about, man, how can we throw a party, get some ladies here? Like that, that was what the conversation was about. While I had these guys to call on a, on a whim and I can go out, I could drink with them all night. We could go to the bar. Man, if I was going through something, my parents were going through something. If, if I needed to talk to somebody, I couldn't call them, man. I couldn't mm -hmm. call them. So as I got older and as I'm going through this, I'm realizing the importance of the, of the men I have around me, right? The real men I have around me where real talk, if I'm having a hard time communicating me and my, my now wife, right? I can call my boy who's 20 years married. And he's like, Oh bro, she's just trying to build codependency, man. This is like talking me through the actual things that feed my body, feed my soul, which actually have a positive repercussion on my life. Not just, all right, man, let's just go to the bar. She tripping, let's drink this off and, and pacify it. How important is it? And, and obviously the work you guys are, are doing come January with men's sacred liberation is, is, is likely cultivating that. But like, how important is it for the guys listening to make sure that they're in the right community because we can't just jump in any community thinking that it's going to serve us. Mm. Well, that is definitely part of this work, Ted, is for men to give themselves the opportunity to connect with what EJ and I have been saying, which is your inner truth. And we are so distracted. And I will speak for myself because I'm using the word we, I have been distracted over times by pornography, by dating apps, by alcohol, by drugs, by all of these external forces that lead to really destructive behaviors and relationships, whether it's dating relationships, friendships, um, fill in the blank. And we might still be dealing with destructive, dysfunctional relationships from our family lives, which for many, for many of us are very difficult to terminate. You know, they're a part of us. So we have those relationships and that community. But this is so critical. This is so, we're at a very pivotal time in life. And you're hearing people talk a lot more about masculine and feminine and the masculine feminine energies and divine masculine and masculine work. And what is masculinity? And I think what's important to, to know for the men listening is that we, we are not about telling anyone what it means for them to be a man. We want them to figure that out for themselves. You can read books about that. And those books will tell you what it means to be a man, what it means to be in your divine masculine or to be masculine. But the truth is everybody has their own journey. So you get to decide what that is. We're holding the container and we're creating opportunities and we are teaching 
ways to be in the body or practices they can cultivate that will ultimately help them to connect to what that means to be in their own healthy masculine essence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. EJ's like, I got to follow that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, but, um, yeah, that, that's what it's all about, connecting to that true self. Because me being fully transparent, growing up, I was I was watching TV, uh, look, looking at the Sopranos, looking at the Godfather, looking looking at Minister Society, uh, all these different things. Then growing up, seeing the politics, seeing these different, more like, uh, I guess you say drama type movies as I'm getting older, seeing, oh, a man's supposed to be like this. A man doesn't cry. A man goes to work every day. A man bends his back over and doesn't say anything and he just does whatever. And I thought that was a man, but as I'm learning, and like he said, we're not trying to, we're not, the goal here isn't to re, is to shape what a man, the type of man society tells us is what is a man to you. Because how you define yourself is different from how I define myself, but we're both men. We both was born men. We're still men. We're men. But you have a different version of a man inside of you. You have, I have a different version of a man inside of you. Me, you have your own truth. I have my own truth. Brian has his own truth. Brian has his own dharma. You have your own dharma. I have my own dharma. And that's what men's sacred liberation is about, is to get out of all of these, the jacking off, the pornography, calling, disrespecting women, disrespecting yourself, not having, not having your attire clean, not having your look clean, not your posture. Like that's something so simple. Me and Brian were talking about this the other day. I see so many, we see so many men walking around. Yeah, with you, you a man, walk with your chest up, walk straight up with confidence, be a man, speak with your chest out. You know what I'm saying? That's what men's li- li- men's sacred liberation about. It's a roll call to call all men to step up and, and break all those barriers that you don't put on yourself, that society has put on you, that you feel like you can't even go talk to somebody. You can this this men's sacred liberation. We're creating a safe space where men can come and talk and be themselves and learn about themselves so they can be happy and not be stressed. Mm-hmm. Life is supposed to be a positive thing. We're not supposed to, life shit happens, but we're not here. We're not supposed to be stressed every day. We're here to experience life and be happy in love. Mm-hmm. And that's what men's sacred liberation is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I mean, the, the thing about stress and, and if on, someone's watching on YouTube, they see this book over my shoulder all the time. It's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love this guy. His, his book is amazing. He talks about... Um, the power of our mind, the power of meditation. And he he discusses how in their research, how the body under stress releases cortisol uh, and it's not good for your body. It's, a, it's literally the brain's reaction to threats to life, right? Your brain's trying to keep you alive. And when we live in, uh, he says, when we live in depression, we're often living in the past. When we live in anxiety, we're often living in the future. And the result is this constant feed of cortisol to our body, which deteriorates our health. And he's literally saying, he's like, so our brain, our mind can literally make us sick. And if it can make us sick, then our brain can also heal us and make us healthy. And what he's saying is, exactly what you guys say is the power is being present, not worrying about the past, not being anxious about the future, but being present wholeheartedly in the moment and letting your body just be. 
because we weren't made to be stressed all the time. We weren't made to feel like a work deadline is the same as being attacked by a cyber toothed tiger, but it's the same to our body. The stress <laughs> is the same to our body. And you guys have obviously done the work through yoga, meditation, breath work, cold water therapy. What is this? men's sacred liberation look like? You, you mentioned seven pillars before, Brian, in terms of some of the things that this whole program is going to be involved. Give us a glimpse at the month of January, this, this liberation, this roll call, right? What does this look like? What are some of the practices that help us in that journey of finding that peace, not on the external, but in the internal? Because we know materialistic things. I buy this car because it makes me feel good for about a day, two days, maybe a week or so, and then whatever. So how can we find that consistent, constant peace through this work? Well, great question. And it starts on January 1st at 6 p.m. So this is this is about accountability and really calling in men who are ready for this. This is not for someone who wants to sign up and just do a little taste test and dabble. This is about a full commitment. And we have every intention of giving everyone as, as many opportunities, opportunities as possible to be in person. So we will meet in person on January 1st at a, a date to be uh, disclosed later. And we will engage in a lot of these embodiment practices we're talking about, because I think that this journey is twofold. It's talking and sharing, and it's also experiencing. And this is really big, the experiential aspect of this. So that looks like um, at least three ice baths and breathwork ceremonies that will accompany the ice bath experience with the opportunity for cold plunge therapy, cold exposure therapy daily. You know, that will be an, an opportunity, but at, at a minimum three breathwork journeys with the ice bath um, plunges and then connections throughout the week. So connecting on Zoom or in person, each man will have um, a brotherhood partnership that they will be able to connect with more deeply since it will be easier for them to connect as opposed to the big group. We have several um, guests lined up, embodiment specialists who will come and talk to us, for example, how to be more in your body, in your posture and how your posture affects your health how to show up in the world in your physical body. We have a, a specialist in town coming to speak on that and to lead us through a class. Again, it's not just talking to us. He's going to work us through a practice on how do you stand and sit and be in your body physically. Um, it's going to close with a weekend men's retreat the last weekend of the month where we will learn about the physical space we're in, which I think this is so big. And I was not raised to value the earth. I hate to sound so um, <laughs> uh, hippie about it. I wasn't taught how to honor the earth. I wasn't taught about the four directions and calling in the directions of north, south, east, and west and valuing mother earth and father sky and the and the sun and the moon and things you hear about in a yoga class that a man might roll his eyes to, but we owe it to the world to understand and appreciate this planet that we're destroying. 
So we will talk about that. We will talk about the fire and what it means to build a fire, to build a fire space, to hold ceremony around a fire, to engage with certain plant medicines that um, such as tobacco being the, the, the mother or the, the, the most sacred, the mother, the father, the supreme plant medicine of the world that we've bastardized. So to talk about the ceremonial aspect of holding space for tobacco and so many, and that's the thing is we've, we've been conditioned to believe that's bad, but to shift the narrative, to talk about how it's actually a healing and a teaching plant, much like marijuana, which we will not engage with at the ceremony, but to talk about, to talk about how we've bastardized this plant medicine. Absolutely, man. What did I miss, CJ? Um, seven channels. Yeah. So you want to talk about that? The, I, we did allude to that briefly in our in our bio. Um, but you mentioned it, the seven pillars. Yeah. You had mentioned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the seven champ, the seven channels is the seven channels are seven areas in a man's life to where he sits back and through an observer lens and look at his life and takes these seven areas and contemplates on them and then rewires his thought, his thought process, his different habits. And he's replacing these destructive habits of drinking, smoking, jacking off all the time, having obsessive sex, cussing, all the depression, anxiety, you're, you're finding, you're finding habits that are going to help you deal with this and overcome it instead of doing stuff that's just going to drown it away for the night. You go drink a beer, then you got to go drink a beer tomorrow. Then the day after that, now we, we hear that we're men. It's a roll call for the men to step up and face yourself. Look them, like Michael Jackson said, look the man in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Straight up, because you got to look yours. at the end of the day, you came into this world by yourself. And when you go into the casket, you go on by yourself. So you got to make yourself happy and you going to be the only thing to make your soul happy, your heart happy, because you know in your heart what makes you happy. But sometimes we get in our mind and we like, oh, let me go try this. Let me go out. Let me go meet this new girl. Let me watch Netflix for five hours. We're trying to be productive here. You know, men. These men, like Brian said, we're calling men who are ready, men who know they got a purpose and they trying to find this purpose and achieve it. They trying to achieve their goals. They trying to take their life and take these thoughts that have weighed them down and they going to break it apart and rip through and liberate themselves. Like Brian said at the end with the ceremony, the earth is very important. I, I'm not a religious person, but I'm going to bring the Bible up. It even said in the Bible, God made man from the earth's dust. When we go, we'll return back to the earth. The earth gives us everything. The, the structure for that wood on that dresser behind you, that's wood that came from a tree from the earth. We get all our, our medicine from the earth. All of our food comes from the earth. We live on the earth. So all this littering and this destructive behavior to degrade the earth in this, this essence, essence is a, is a divine nature. This divine nature of the earth that gives us everything that we ask for and don't ask for. And that's what that ceremony will connect to, connecting to earth, connecting to the different elements, the sun, the moon. And there's a lot more to come. We got breath work. Um, we're going to have a text, uh, the text group. Yeah. We're going to give daily breath work, just daily different things to do to get you more in your body, to get out your mind. 
And I want to add, this is so critical. There is an element of joy to this. And this is our feminine nature. And we think, oh, feminine, that means women. No, we are feminine as well. And we have lost connection with that. And through activities, we will host and facilitate and encourage men to participate in. Um, you will taste that. You know, I always use a wedding as a perfect example. Mm. Where do I see most men at a wedding? at the bar or standing on the edge of the dance floor, or if they're on the dance floor, this is my experience, they're <laughs> drunk on the dance floor. How about a man who walks over to his partner, date, or another woman at the party with his hand out and says, would you like to dance? And leads her around the dance floor. Wow. So we're gonna have opportunities for dance classes, for different kinds of ecstatic movement opportunities where we might be in our heads about it. I'm not good enough. I don't know how to dance. Well, we're replacing those thoughts with uh, positive ones and the skills to actually know what you're doing. So that in your mind, you're able to say, I know what the hell I'm doing. You want to dance? Let's go. Let's go. Take it for a ride. <laughs> okay. I, I love that you said that because literally my wife and I just came back from a wedding this past weekend. And the one of the bridesmaids uh, or the, the flower girl, she was five years old. And she was so cute. She was like, I'm already five. Um, while the groomsmen were upstairs and the bridesmaids were downstairs, those little girls came up and we were like complimenting her on her dress. We put on, uh, we put on, let it go. We put on Encanto. We had a whole dance party with her. And then now we're at the wedding and the DJ starts playing. And this little girl ran across the venue to me and was like, I've been looking for you. I want to dance. And here I am a grown man out on the dance floor with this five-year-old girl just spinning around and then her other friend who was a four-year-old we were we're dancing the other groomsmen came out and the four of us are out there and the guy even said later on he's like i remember looking at those kids and saying man i wish i could be young and innocent again and he's like next thing i know i look and me and ted are on the dance floor like <laughs> having an amazing time and i, I love that so much because that was part of me. That was natural to me. It, having a time and a dance with that little girl. And then my wife came and we danced. And I looked at her and I said, you save a dance for me for later. But so many of us have lost that, right? So nice. many of us goes, no, 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 no. Go dance with your friend, right? Or no, I got to go to the bar. I put my drink down to dance with this little girl. I couldn't tell her no. As a matter of fact, I would prefer to be on the dance floor with her than have my drink. Mm -hmm. Right. EJ, you, you guys are inspirational. You guys are amazing with what you're doing. And I want to make sure that the fellows watching, uh, a lot of our listeners are in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, or Virginia. So you guys are within driving distance of Charlotte. As they said, they're going to try and make this as accessible for in-person as many people as possible. January 1st, 6 p.m. We are talking about men's sacred liberation, a roll call. Brian, EJ, how can folks follow you on social and, and keep up with the work that you're doing and get updates? Well, we've included both of our Instagrams. I know in this 21st century, that's the, the easiest way to access us. So right after this, uh, this uh, recording, we're going to launch our first post about this on Instagram. So my suggestion would be is to sign up today or as soon as you hear this podcast at our Instagram accounts, reach out to us. Let us know that you're ready. 
and we will get you signed up. We'll take care of that. It's a very easy process. We have a few questions for you. Um, there is an energetic exchange involved of $222, which uh, we are asking as exactly what it is, an energetic exchange for everyone involved that's gonna give their gifts and skills and talents and experiences to the container. Um, it is a beautiful exchange. So we are looking forward to connecting with all the men out there who want this and are ready. And we can't wait to hear from them. Did I miss anything on that? Tell them your Instagram. Is that gonna be included, Ted, in our in the Instagram? Yeah, you can let them know audibly, but I can put that in the show notes as well. Okay. I'm at mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Yep. Follow me, EJ, on Instagram, 7.3.star, the word star, then underscore being, like human being, star being. That's my Instagram. Perfect. I will have those in the show notes as well. So anyone listening, they can open up the app, scroll down, hit those and follow. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just scroll down right above the comment section in the description and you got those as well. Fellas, I want to wrap us up because you guys have been nothing short of amazing. As I said, I appreciate the work that you're doing. And, and early on in the podcast, you both said thank you for having having you on. I want to say thank you for coming on because I'm honored to host you guys with the work you're doing. And I'm excited for January. And I really hope that the men show out and, and get some of the value that you're, you, you, you're going to be providing and the work that you put together. Just recapping something that was said along the show, because a lot of people listen while they're driving, maybe they're cleaning. And I just appreciate folks taking the time. You missed a spot on the counter, by the way, but be me unapologetically, right? That's what we started with. Be me unapologetically. And so many of us have lived by society's definition that we don't know who we are anymore. So taking that time in the mirror, as EJ said, this ain't it. Had to sit down in that darkness, meditate. Brian mentioning playing football and all the materialistic things through life, body versus soul. Which one are you serving? Because I'll tell you which one's hungry. And then being in the moment, being mindful and being present, that's really what this is all about. You don't want to live in the past. You don't want to live in the future, right? One can lead to depression. One can lead to the anxiety, but the presence, the presence can lead to peace. And I'm not those thoughts. How many of us have those self-deprecating thoughts, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, those voices are not you. Those thoughts are not you. Your relationship with those thoughts and those voices can mature over time. And medicine is in the brotherhood, but are you picking the right brotherhood? And always alone. If you're always alone, you're not building those connections. You're not building that, that family. You're not building that community. And then Dharma, intentionality, your inner truth. What are you here for? What do you want? What are you doing? What is your purpose? It's not an easy journey, which is why these two men have created this program for you. Because I know a lot of us have struggled with this, myself included. You've heard all three of our testimonies in this episode. I encourage you guys to lean into your work, lean in and find that purpose, find that truth. And you have two guys right now who've put that together in Men's Sacred Liberation, a roll call, meeting January 1st at 6 p.m. to a location soon to be disclosed. Fellas, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your journey. And I thank you for both of your testimonies to the audience making it to the end. I appreciate you sticking with us throughout the entire episode. We always say, hey, 
If you got value from this, please share this with a friend that you know can get value from it. Leave us a rating and a comment. Let us know how we're doing. And the best thing you can do, the best favor you can do for us is hit that subscribe button and check us out each and every single week for a brand new episode. Love and appreciate you guys. And as we always say at the end, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. 